As usual, my parents made the arrangement without consulting me. Having turned 21 apparently does not mean I get my summer back. This year's project is failed math. Geometry, to be exact. He's the only son of Sharon Muir, my mother's college roommate. They're good friends, Sharon and my mother, but not close. My father doesn't even like the Muirs all that much. I've heard him refer to them as armchair liberals, the kind of West Side Democrats who are against the death penalty but roll up their car windows and lock their doors when they see a panhandler approach them on a freeway off-ramp, the kind who rail against school vouchers but send their kids to private college preps. I know what my father's talking about. I've met my share of junior armchair liberals at Stanford. His contempt aside, my father had no qualms about offering my tutorial services to the Muirs. Together, they conspired to seal the terms of this arrangement. Justin, the college prep son, was to come to our house every Tuesday and Thursday after class. I would review the day's lesson with him and help him with his homework. For six weeks of summer school at two tutoring sessions a week, Mr. and Mrs. Muir would reward me handsomely. Our first session began disastrously. Justin was a pale boy of sixteen, skinny and tall. His body was a collection of bones, singularly constructed for the purpose of balance against gravity. His T-shirt fell over him lifelessly as if he wore a coat rack. I admit I wasn't a seasoned tutor, but the child retained nothing. His awkward body aptly confirmed his mind's elusive grasp of shapes. For over thirty minutes, I feudally repeated my explanation for one problem in various ways. His face showed no sign of understanding. I moved on but had no better luck with the next problem. His eyes and his mouth maintained this parallel dullness to each other. Finally, I gave up. Just go, I shooed him away. Watch TV or something, I'll finish your homework. Are you mad? he asked sheepishly. I don't think you get how much I don't care. I could be somewhere else right now. I breezed through the first two problems. When I looked up at him, he still had not moved. I feel bad. Maybe I should do something for you. His arms extended in two parallel lines from shoulders to waist until his hands disappeared into his jeans pockets, bulging them. I'm supposed to mow the lawn today, I said half-seriously. He replied, Okay. His eyes lit up like a lighthouse beam. Fine. I returned to his homework, waiting to see how far he would take this joke. But he was serious. I was done in twenty minutes. When I retired to the front room to watch TV, I could still see him outside pushing the lawnmower back and forth. Another ten minutes, he came back in. He had removed his shirt, which was crumpled up in a ball in his hand. All done, he said. He moved across the room to the kitchen where the lesson had started. My eyes followed him as my mind made a reassessment. The boy was not half bad. Skinny, yes, but not shapeless. I could see the shallow contours on his arms where muscles would develop in a couple of years. His stomach was enviably flat, also full of potential. His spine curved along his back, revealing a groove that was prematurely interrupted by his pants. He sat down and perused his homework. I joined him in the kitchen, stood behind him looking over his shoulder.
his hair wet by sweat, clumped in thick blades like grass he had just shaved off our yard.